0: We live in a world obsessed with heroes. We have classic superheroes like Batman and Superman. It's a whole world of Marvel comic superheroes. There's Captain America, the Hulk, Iron Man, Captain Marvel. Video games called Heroes and Generals, Heroes of the Storm, Heroes of Olympus. And now that baseball season is finally underway, and we can rest easy again, that all is right in the world. We're scanning the Cardinals roster to see who emerges the hero. And how cool that member of our congregation, Janice Nolan's granddaughter, Lauren Cox, was a key player for the NCAA Women's National Championship team this year, the Baylor Lady Bears. Congratulations to them. And dare I mention our political and media system. Politicians and broadcasters obsessed with becoming our heroes. Only my broadcast, only my policies will properly satisfy your needs. celebrating Palm Sunday and we are joining with Christians around the globe telling the same story of Jesus. We begin Holy Week with a donkey ride into Jerusalem, work our way to Monday, Thursday, to Good Friday, all ending with Easter and so many events packed between these two Sundays all telling the most dramatic and significant story in all of human history. No depth of human creativity can ever come close to the cosmic change ushered in by Jesus, his death and resurrection. And so we begin Holy Week, you know, with the crowds shouting, Hosanna in the highest! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! I'd like to try that. I'll call, Hosanna in the highest. You can say or think, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Are you ready? Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. And so we begin with the donkey ride. there worked themselves into a frenzy the jewish nation long oppressed under foreign rule and occupation looking for a hero aching for a deliverer someone to sit on the rightful throne of david and so this crowd shouted hosanna in the highest they had their expectations And with all the stir Jesus had created through his ministry and message, he finally came forward here in the most dramatic way possible. And the crowds erupted in elation. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But what I wonder about, in the midst of all the noise and shouts, is what went through Jesus' mind as he rode the donkey. Perched there, a luxury to ride. He had walked everywhere else. And I wonder if as he rode, pictures popped into his mind, you know, sort of like moments captured. That he had encountered as he walked the dusty trails of Galilee. I-, I wonder if the woman at the well was one of those pictures that popped into his mind. Jesus and the twelve were traveling through Samaria, a place and people Jews despised. No love loss between the groups. The twelve went to scavenge food. Jesus waited at Jacob's well. It was a well given by Jacob to his beloved son Joseph many, many years and decades, centuries before. And while he waits in the heat of the day, a woman, a Samaritan woman came to draw water from the well. Now any conversation between men and women who were strangers was considered scandalous. It was outrageous for a Samaritan woman and Jewish man to talk. The woman approaches the well, hoping to find no one. She finds Jesus and begins the conversation by asking for a drink of water. She's wondering about the properness of this conversation And he begins talking about living water. And she doesn't really understand. And Jesus says, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. And she says, Sir, Give me this water." And through the continued conversation, the questions and answers, Jesus slowly reveals his identity. For this woman, Jesus moved from being a stranger, to a prophet, to the Messiah. And because of this one conversation, Jesus stayed in her village two days. And when he left, the villagers said, we have heard for ourselves and we know that this is truly the savior of the world. I wonder if those moments flashed through his mind and our hero continued his journey to Jerusalem one ambling step at a time, lilting side to side in harmony with the donkey's rhythm and shouts continue, and the crowds growing, eyes fixed, faces smiling, further, further down the path, congested, closer and closer to the imposing gate. I wonder if from his slight perch above the crowd, as he looked out, I wonder if he thought about the other crowds he encountered while on foot. When I mean, he walked village to village, proclaiming the good news, he cured disease, sickness, expressed compassion so many places. And as he looked at all of those crowds and he talked with all of them, He could see, as as scripture says, how harassed and helpless they were. They they were like sheep without a shepherd. And I wonder if he now felt that same compassion for this crowd, even as he strode. If words echoed through his mind, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. As he wrote, I wonder if he thought about this. I wonder if he anticipated the the coming days, you know. I mean, sure, today the crowds are shouting Hosanna in the highest. Sure, today the crowds are highly interested in what he has to say. There will be an audience there to teach in the coming weeks. There'll be attentive ears that are clinging to his final thoughts about the future. But also awaiting him in Jerusalem were plenty of enemies. Religious leaders interested in silencing this rabble-rousing rabbi. I wonder if he anticipated the coming betrayal. Peter's denial. The garden. The arrest. Bound like a criminal. Hastily gathered religious court. The false accusations. The slappings. I wonder if Jesus' mind drifted to to the coming trial before Pilate and the sham charges. There is no one standing with him and the religious leaders, they are stirring the pot. They are troubling the crowd. Demand for Barabbas, release. Let's crucify Jesus. Crucify him. Crucify him. I wonder if these shouts echoed in his mind even as he heard, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I wonder as he enjoyed the luxury of a donkey ride into town, if his mind envisioned the coming atrocities of Golgotha and his exit from town carrying his cross. His hands now free to wave and touch the people. His feet now dangling over the side of the animal. Soon, all free movement fastened through to the tree. His head now up, his face looking out. Soon, head down, agony, sweat and tears. Now, jubilation, soon hushed, derogatory conversation, interrupted with the occasional shout about saving himself and calling down angels and questions about, will let's see if Elijah... No one takes my life from me. I lay it down on my own accord. I have the power to lay it down. and I have the power to take it up again. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for his friends. go prophet Isaiah my back I give to the smiters my cheeks to the pluckers my face I did not hide from shame and spit but the sovereign Lord will help me therefore I have not been disgraced therefore I have made my face like flint since I know I will not be put to shame. You know, this is not the way of heroes. <laughs> this is not the way of Superman and Batman. Jesus was not just any hero. In fact, he was not even part, really, of the religious st- establishment Jesus, like other true prophets through history, he stood at the periphery, at the edges, and he refused any manipulation of God. Like all true prophets, Jesus confronted godless behavior, calling for change. A new rule, a new reign has arrived. The kingdom of God is at hand. And our hero ushers in a new epic of history. The other heroes, when confronted with humiliation and abuse, they fight back, they get even, engage in battle. Not so our hero. Our hero confronted abuse and humiliation with obedience. He took on the establishment. He took on religious and social forces. He took on dark and sinister forces. Not through confrontation, but through obedience. He gave his back to those who flogged him. He gave his cheeks to those who would pluck out his beard. He did not hide his face from the shame and spit. This is the inspiring part of Jesus' obedience. He gave himself to these things. He laid down his life. No one takes it from him. No one slaps Jesus without Jesus offering his cheek. No one flogs Jesus without Jesus offering his back. No one crowns him with thorns without Jesus offering his brow. No one nails Jesus to the cross without Jesus offering himself. I lay down my life on my own accord. Jesus willingly submits to the worst of human and cosmic wickedness. He embraces the entirety that evil hurled his way from the netherworld. Knowing he had done nothing wrong, an innocent man, sinless savior. And Jesus submits. But God will declare him innocent. Jesus came riding on that donkey, you know, setting a crash course for public ridicule. But in the end, it will be amply proven that his decision to trust God, to obey, choosing to leave the outcome in God's hands, that was the right decision. Because he knows that his father loves him because he knows this is the right decision as he arrives at the gates of jerusalem he boldly marches forward into the humiliation and the abuse awaiting him and he does so with his face like flint some say he was a fool world's true hero came riding on a donkey. And the hero of your soul laid down his life for his friends. No one took it from him. He laid it down on his own accord. And rather than searching comic books and gaming systems or scanning rosters for someone to believe in, Why not believe in Jesus? Today we celebrate his ride on a donkey, but someday we will look to the eastern sky and behold him riding on the clouds. And I pray that you embrace Jesus not just as Savior of the world, but as Savior of your soul. praise you our father for making your divine truth real to us in jesus we ask that what we do how we live the way we love may increasingly become a worthy response Go with grace and peace.